0: Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Jimmy.
1: And I'm Dr. Torian. This is Let's Talk, a show where we have conversations that need to happen in an attempt to find unity and our humanity.
0: I love it. Unity and our humanity. We talked about that in our last episode. And there are so many things that opens us up to in these conversations. If you didn't see, listen to our first episode, our podcasts are now available on Apple and Google Podcasts. So please get on there subscribe, listen to them, uh, give us a rating and a review so that other people will be able to help find them as well, and then go share them on your social media.
1: Yeah, this is good stuff, and you'll be able to tell people you got in on the ground floor.
0: Well, I mean, that's what everybody wants to do, right? Right. Early adopters. Good thing. Great. You You
1: discovered us. So what are we talking about today, Dr. Jimmy?
0: Well, funny enough, here in Hamilton County, Tennessee, we have just been issued a mask mandate for the entire county that will go into effect on Friday, July 10th. So it'll already be in effect by the time this show goes out. But what that basically means is that everybody is gonna have to wear a mask all the time with a few exceptions like being at home and and a few other things. You know, this mask mandate has created, uh, just once again, more division in people here locally. Uh, I heard some people, or I, I should say I read some people on social media who've said, well, I'm going to take my business outside of the county, or people who obviously have a more conservative leaning are, are trying to take the liberal phrase of my body, my choice, and apply that now to having to wear a mask. You, you know, so anyway, so there's a lot of this going on. I have some feelings on it. What are they doing up in your area when it comes to masks?
1: Okay, so in the great Commonwealth of Virginia, um, we've had mask mandates. We'll talk about that again That's (laughs) a subject for another day. We've kind of been split in two, in that the southern part of the state has been on a different timeline than northern Virginia, but at this point, masks are mandatory in public. However, this is in northern Virginia, however, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Portsmouth, the seven cities that make up the tidewater, while mask usage is encouraged, it's not mandatory, as we have seen from all of the people who were, on, were at Virginia Beach on July 4th. I should also add that Virginia Beach has also seen a spike in the number of coronavirus cases as everyone flooded the beaches. Because we are so close to Washington, D.C., and while some citizens, some occupants, some people who are currently living in the District of Columbia do not believe in wearing masks, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of D.C., has required masks in all public places since May. And once again, I am in a suburb of D.C. and we pretty much do what they do because we're in and out of the district.
0: You know, you, you mentioned the mayor, which also made me think. I saw a report this morning that Atlanta's mayor has yes. tested positive for COVID-19.
1: And she is just, if you've seen any of her statements, she's absolutely gobsmacked. She's like, we've taken all the precautions. I have no symptoms. The only reason I got tested was because someone in my proximity had tested positive. This is a very insidious disease. And, you know, the fact that people who are taking precautions are still coming down with it is cause for concern.
0: Before we start getting into our personal feelings on on these mask mandates, you you mentioned the fact that she pointed out she she's doing everything she was supposed to do she was socially distancing she was wearing a mask she was avoiding contact with with people that were unnecessary she was only going to the places where she needed to she's using delivery services i mean we kind of we probably both ran through the, the gamut of of things that she was doing to do the right thing and yet she still got it isn't that proof enough that the mask mandates are just overkill i don't think
1: so there are enough people in my life who are uh, medically compromised and who, you know, for them, this is life or death. And if there's any proof whatsoever that these things will prevent them from becoming ill, then I think it's absolutely reasonable that we do them. I, I equate mask uses with like, you know, the vaccines that we, put our, that we give our kids. There are still going to be a portion of the population who's going to get infected, but that doesn't mean we don't take those precautions that we can. And I think mask wearing is absolutely, positively a reasonable request. We're not asking people to go into inflatable bubbles. We're not asking people to suddenly, you know, shift house or all these other things. If a mask means that people are able to interact safely, then I'm all for wearing a mask.
0: Okay. So then I want to get back to our local order since you're on recommendations up there. We're, we've got a local order that's taking over. I want you to listen to some of the exceptions to the rule and, sure. and give me your thoughts on that. Children under 12 are an exception. Anyone with documented medical conditions such as asthma or COPD. Mm-hmm. Anyone who is acutely short of breath or incapacitated such that they would be unable to remove the covering on their own. Mm-hmm. Persons who are deaf or hard of hearing Mm -hmm. or those who care for or interact with person who is hearing impaired, if they rely on lip reading to communicate
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in that situation, they're saying that they could consider using a clear face covering, right? This is the one that I think is going to give us the most reason for conversation persons in a house of worship, unless required by the house of worship, but wearing a face covering in such locations is strongly encouraged. I don't want to bore people who are going to listen to this with this whole list of items, But I want to start with just a couple of these. One of the exceptions is persons seated for the purpose of dining in any restaurant or business that provides food and or drink for on-premises consumption. So let's talk about that.
1: There is a restaurant in Maryland where the owner went on Facebook and stated that he would not enforce a mask policy for his wait staff. He was absolutely not going to do it. He thought it was insane, he thought it was stupid, he thought it interfered with people's ability to enjoy their food, and that he felt that the masks themselves created a health hazard. Consequently, none of his servers were going to wear masks, and he was not gonna require it of his his patrons. Well, that particular locale has a mask mandate for restaurants. So essentially, you know, he went on Facebook, made this declaration, we all know what happened, everyone condemned him. Um, the restaurant is closed right now. I don't know if it's closed for good or it will be reopening. But you know, the county came around and they were going to um, fine him for this. And I mean, I, I get it. I get that restaurants are suffering. Um, all sorts of businesses are suffering as a result of this mass mandate, the virus in general, but the mass mandate as well. But I think that there has been enough evidence about community spread that you can't ignore it. And if opening your business and all you have to do, and I say all with air quotes here, if all you have to do is provide masks for your staff and follow the proper cleaning methods, why wouldn't you do that to save your business? In our cancel culture, people will actively avoid this place because they know that the servers are not wearing masks if you are someone who believes that mask-wearing is a public good?
0: Well, I think it comes down to the idea of, of personal freedom. And, mm-hmm. you know, okay, we just celebrated Independence Day, which has also become an, an area of debate uh, given current social unrest issues. But What we're seeing is people who are saying, yeah, I know this is going to hurt my business. I know this is bad for me, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm going to take a stand for it. We can disagree with the stand that they're taking. We can think that the stand that they're taking is is uneducated, is incompetent, is even moronic. But they're taking a stand for what they believe in in spite of the overwhelming number of people who are going to be against them. And while I don't necessarily agree with it, and I think it's it's the wrong stand to take, I also respect the person who is at least willing to take that
1: stand when everybody else is against you. And, you know, I I respect that, but I remember a quote, well, there's a quote I've seen recently that says, your freedom to swing your arm ends at the point at which it hits my face. And so if you are endangering me by exercising your freedom, then your freedom has to have some limits.
0: Well, but in, in this business owner's case, they're not swinging their arm into your face. You're walking into the arm.
1: Potentially, but what if they um, come in contact with a super spreader who then goes out into the community and infects other people? I think this is, w- this is the, 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 at the uh, center of this debate is, I'm willing to go out here and risk my life in this somewhat dubious behavior, and that's my business. But what we're finding is, the, the longer this thing goes on, is that people are being infected by other folks who were not practicing good, in this case, let's call it social hygiene. You're not, they're just not. And I mean, we can, we can talk about this in theory, but you know, in reality, and not to make this too personal because this happened, you know, before all of these mask mandates happened, but my aunt passed from COVID. She was a nursing home resident. She was not going out into the public. Someone brought COVID to her. And I think of that in terms of other people, you don't necessarily have to be in a nursing home, but coming in contact with someone who has been, in my opinion, socially irresponsible and has not taken the necessary measures to if not protect themselves, protect other people. I just don't understand it. If you want to be, if you don't wanna wear a mask and you don't wanna follow those kinds of mandates, that's fine, stay in your spot, don't go anywhere, don't spread it around. I mean, that, that's honestly how I feel about it, is that wear the mask and, and go out in public and do what you need to do. Don't wear the mask. Stay home. Stay away from me. Stay on your compound. Go to your mountain with your guns. Whatever you need to do, just stay away from me.
0: Well, I think this business owner is staying away from you, and he's just saying that if you don't like it, you can stay away from him.
1: Right. Perfect. But here's the thing. He provides a service to the public. He provides a service to a public. It's very different if I am a private citizen who is not providing a service. I sit at home, I work from home, and I decide I wanna go out and not wear a mask. I'm taking that on. But when you invite people into your environment because that's how you make your money, I think that there's a there's a shift in that responsibility. It goes back to, you know, the freedom to in your arm. I think what I, I, I feel in this particular case is that if you're going to provide a service to the public, you need to follow, just like you would follow all of the health department codes to keep open, you need to follow this rule as well. Because it directly impacts the health of the public. It just does.
0: Okay, I hear what you're saying. And I'm going to push back again and say, sure. we, we can say that some things would be dangerous for mental health. Uh, Some people would argue vehemently that things like pornography and the more local version of that being strip clubs could Mm -hmm. endanger someone's public health. And yet Mm -hmm. we have plenty of strip clubs in just about any town you go to. And you choose whether or not to go there. They're providing a service where you have a choice, knowing what you're walking into, knowing mm-hmm. what you're exposing yourself to, to choose to be there or not. And while one is dealing with physical health, the other one is dealing with mental health. And yet we're not we're not calling the other one out and saying, well, they, they're creating a mental health crisis for people and they should be forced to stop that.
1: Yeah. They also haven't killed 120,000 people in the last three to four months. I mean- there i i I completely agree with you, and I would also like to know that the strip clubs in Virginia did close <laughs> in, <laughs> well there you go they were not considered an essential service. the liquor stores were but same the same strip here. clubs were not the golf- uh, the golf courses were open, you know, but other things were closed but i digress i mean i I understand exactly what you're saying, and I'm not even going to to say that you're wrong about that because they' are different things that will trigger different people, no doubt about it. I just feel like there is, just like, you know, we have requirements around the fact that you're not supposed to discriminate against people in places such as, you know, restaurants, you know, not to deny service, um, unless you have a policy that is written up front saying who you're, but you can't do it on the base of race or gender. I think that this particular restaurateur Um, you know, he certainly, you know, has, has his opinion, he's entitled to it, but in the end, he's going to get shut down. I think that some of the other exceptions to mask wearing are completely legitimate. If, I mean, I have asthma, I still wear a mask. I'm good with that. If I feel like I can't breathe, or I feel like I, um, like something's going to happen, I go home. I mean, I have that luxury of being able to go home and I realize that not everyone has that luxury. But I think that one of the big concerns here is that we got to get through this pandemic. We have to get through it. And I feel like not wearing masks is prolonging this thing. We've seen in other countries where they completely locked down. I remember when this first started, Italy was a huge hot spot, you know. You hear nothing about Italy in the news now because they locked the entire country down. They put people, they never even had to worry about masks because they weren't letting people come out, of the, come out of their houses. And they were fining people. Um, there was another, uh, I cannot remember what country it was, but I remember seeing a clip where folks were sitting out in plastic chairs on the street congregating. All of a sudden you see them all look up, jump up and run. And it's the police on motorcycles with a pickup truck. In the back of the pickup truck, there were people they had arrested. But they picked up all the little white lawn chairs and threw them in the back of the truck and took off because the police were patrolling the streets for people who were hanging out. I realized that this is the United States and that we are, we guard our freedoms and our rights and we will, you know, march up to folks' face and say, I have a right to do this and this is just a part of the American persona. It is part of who I am. It's part of who you are. So I understand telling someone to wear a mask, telling mandating anyone's attire even though we do it all the time is is troubling it doesn't feel good i'm wearing a mask because i need to protect myself and my family do i like it not particularly will i be happy when i don't have to do it absolutely but will i put a mask on me and those that i love until this is over you better believe it
0: well another way of talking about that though is the fact that unless you're wearing an n95 mask that's been properly fitted your mask isn't for you, uh, at least that's what the science says, the mask is for the people around you. Right. If you wear a mask, it's because you're keeping your germs to yourself uh, right in front of your face so, you know, and if you're wearing a mask and you're around somebody who isn't, it might have some mitigating effect but a nominal one at best from what I understand. Well, I hear what you're saying I think maybe we're we're associating the wrong words to it where it's not that I'm wearing the mask, or, or I'm asking my family to wear a mask when we go out for our protection, but rather it's for your protection. Um, you, you know, somebody, I, you know, and and as you know, I'm I'm wearing a mask. I don't have a problem wearing a mask. I'm going to do what I feel like is right to be a socially responsible person. Mm-hmm. And so, somebody was was talking about mask wearing the other day. And, you know, how it's it's, if you're scared, stay home and, and all this other stuff that is supposed to, I don't know, embarrass me into not wearing a mask. But one of the things that that I responded with was I wear a mask for the same reason that I carry a gun for your protection. I was not a handgun carry permit holder after I got out of the Marine Corps until we had a terrorist attack here in Chattanooga. And I was actually driving back from the residency in North Carolina hmm and on my way back my wife calls me and says somebody's just attacked the recruiting station here and it's all over the news and they're chasing the person and they think he's gone over to the naval reserve center i pulled over i switched my phone to one of the local news websites turned on the audio of their live coverage on it as i continued to drive back and it was one of those where it made me realize that I had yet to run into a situation where someone was putting me in danger that I couldn't handle by either walking away from it, putting Mm -hmm. something between me and the other person, or using my bare hands to deal with it. Mm -hmm. The problem was I couldn't necessarily do that for others. And so I took that as a, a note to say, I'm going to carry a weapon, not because I'm afraid for me or that I think I need it for me, there might be a situation where i can use it to save you and it was the same reason i went into the military it was the same Mm -hmm. thing that we did when we went and fought overseas it was in part yes of course it was it was to stand up for the ideals and freedoms that we hold here as americans it was also because we were going to save other people from what they couldn't save themselves from and so when i wear a mask i wear a mask because I might've been exposed to this virus. I might be mm-hmm. asymptomatically carrying this virus around mm-hmm. and I don't know it. And so I don't want to expose you to it if that's the case. I think the problem with the mass conversation is that we're, we're using the
1: wrong words to talk about it. You know, Dr. Jimmy, you may have made a significant point there. I, I mean, I, you're absolutely right with regards to the mass protecting everybody else. So if each one takes that responsibility to take care of someone else, it still reduces the amount of the possibility of transmission. Once again, it goes back to the servers in the restaurant. If they are the carriers and they're not wearing the mask, there is a possibility because to eat in a restaurant, you will have to remove your mask. It Correct. doesn't matter if you're abiding by the mask mandate. If, you are not, if, if the person serving you is asymptomatic, and they're able to transmit it and you have to remove your mask to eat you're going to have a problem you're going to have a problem i feel for all of the people who are struggling right now the folks who have to go to work because if they don't go to work they don't you know they don't get paid they can't survive all of the eviction and uh turn off and notice uh, protections that were out there have rolled away because for some reason people think that we're no longer uh, in a pandemic I just feel like some of the vitriol that I've heard around mask wearing is just a little crazy. It's just, it's it's a little crazy. That's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. It just feels really like, come on guys, come on. We can, we can get through this because I just feel like, and, and I'm going to be honest, if it turns out that the mask just has some sort of placebo effect and it's not really effective, but it still gets us where we need to be so that 18 months from now, we're not still having this conversation. I'm all for it. I'm all I, for I agree. It. I
0: would rather us take steps out of preponderance of caution right now and it turn out to be unnecessary later than to have not tried to do everything we could now with the limited knowledge that we have and more people are dead because of it. Right. So uh, another one of the exceptions that I think is probably going to be the biggest hot button for us to talk about is persons in a house of worship unless required by that house of worship, but wearing a face covering in such locations is strongly encouraged. And, and and elsewhere, it also says that at funerals or weddings, it would not be required. But so, okay, where I am in the South, it's it's like, it's not just the Bible belt. and it, It's probably even a little more than the belt buckle. It's that little tab that goes through the hole in the belt, I think is like where we are in the South, um, like right in the middle of, the belt buckle of the Bible Belt uh, here where we are. I mean, you know, Nashville is just up the road from us, the home of the Southern Baptist Convention. Cleveland's just up the road from us, which is the the place where the Church of God were, were founded. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we you know we got the, the headquarters of the Southern Adventists right down the road in Collegedale. I mean, gosh, we're, we're, we are the Mecca of Bible Belt Central right here. This really applies to churches more than anything else. Uh, we do have a mosque and we do have... A few synagogues in the local area and and some other things that would apply to some other religious affiliations, but churches i mean that 's what the majority of people here are going to be dealing with and we 've seen a lot of stuff in the news about church leaders uh, in different communities who who 've eschewed uh, any warnings and said we 're going to have our services anyway and god 's going to protect us and then the the leaders in that church and you know hundreds or even a thousand plus members of that church are now coming down positive with covid, and the whole church is having to shut down and People are dying. And so let's talk about that. Tell me your thoughts, uh, what you're seeing or experiencing or not seeing in your area with masks in and out of houses of worship.
1: You're absolutely right. You know, let's face it, uh, the Church of God in Christ, which is headquartered in Memphis, has had a, has been, you know, hugely impacted by COVID. I think it was something like there have been, I think it was like 20, uh bishops who have passed from COVID, because they continue to have church services and they continue to officiate weddings and funerals. And so, yes, they did disperse it through their congregation. This is always, you know, when I think about this, the the, the this is a time where people are going to seek God. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Folks are frightened, and for those of us who are spiritual. This is when we seek that, that, that um, comfort. But in seeking that comfort, we've also found out that, you know, some, some, some super spreaders are in the church. I have no problem watching my worship service online or on TV. I have no problem with that. I know that it has been difficult for people of other generations. That's just not worship to them. Some of them have not been able to get used to you know, the virtual church service. I also have close friends who are pastor and first lady of a church in Maryland. And they talk about the fact that their parishioners are struggling with the engagement. I have yet another set of friends who are pastors and they're talking about, they don't know if the church will be able to reopen because, quite frankly, tithes and offerings are down. These are, these are real concerns. I'm not arguing them. But when I think about some of these mega churches and the fact that you're not going to have people wearing masks, it, it scares me. It really does scare me to think about the possibility of an outbreak that is centered in a church. Because I think that on top of everything else, it will erode people's faith because, or those who are ready to criticize whatever church it is, that, oh, all these folks got together and they all died. How's that God's grace? topic for another discussion. I was watching on the news yesterday and there was a discussion about the fact that that uh, that the fact that if you're singing, you actually project more particles further than the six feet and that they can hang longer in the air because if you're singing, because there's smaller particles. So when you think about it, you're like, hmm, church choir in a building, hmm, someone needs to Take responsibility, but once again, there are some there are some um, pastors, ministers, leaders of their congregations who are who are going to just say this is God's will, and they're going to go without the mass. Once again, it is up to the individual to decide what's right for them.
0: One of the things that I'm seeing, I, I have been attending mass since we've started doing public services again here in my area. Attendance has been very low. Our church building. I want to say what most people would know is the auditorium, the sanctuary can hold, gosh, I want to say it's like 800 or so people in it. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing maybe 200 at best in a service. One of the things that we're seeing is everybody who comes in is required to wear a mask.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the, the clergy are not wearing a mask. And if you're not too familiar with the way that a a Catholic church is laid out. There's a lot of distance between where people are sitting in the pews and and where the clergy are going to be. So if that, you know, it's certainly going to be more than six feet. It's probably going to be more like 15 to 20 feet in most circumstances. So there's, there's some understanding there, but one of the arguments that I heard for it was, you know, gosh, it just gets so hot under that mask. It kind of takes me back to some of these other exceptions, like, uh, people who are becoming short of breath or people who have asthma, I'm afraid what's going to happen is the person sitting two pews behind me because there's some distancing there, the person sitting across the aisle in the pew over there is is going to make that claim, or maybe not in my church but in somebody else's church, make that claim where really their shortness of breath might be coming as a COVID symptom and have nothing to do with them wearing the mask. And now they're going to cough and spread it to the people who are around them. You know, that's, that's a scary thought. My wife and I went to purchase a mattress yesterday. And while we were in there, we went to uh, sit down and speak with one of the people, draw up the paperwork. As the, the guy came to sit down with us, he's got his mask around his chin. And when he sits down, he makes this like nominal effort to pick it up, but doesn't even make it up to his mouth and then starts coughing into his hands and then starts just grabbing the paperwork that he's going to go over with us to make this purchase. My wife and I both looked at each other, stood up, took a step back and said, we're going to have to rethink making this purchase with you. And we just turned around and left. We were both yeah. wearing a mask. We were both trying to do what was the right thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was just really disturbing to be in that situation where, you know we, we yeah, I mean, this was me buying something and, and we're talk, trying to talk about this in the context of people wearing them in a church, but I'm sitting across a desk from a person where I could have done the entire deal easily six feet apart. Could have said, you set the paperwork down. I'll come over there and sign it. I'll step back. If he had been following all the right protocols, it would have been very easy. But in the right. church setting, it's even harder. when you got this mass of people coming in, going out in the parking lots, passing each other. And, and yet that's where we're making the exception for people to not have to wear a mask. It, it just felt like, It's pandering without actually thinking about public health and what really needs to be enforced.
1: When I think about it too, and I mean, I'm only thinking about my church experience, but I'm thinking about all the elderly people who love to attend church services and the fact that they are at a, you know, they are catching COVID at a higher rate. It is a little disturbing to think that you have 300 old people sitting in a church and you only need one person who is asymptomatic and who's spreading. I mean, I, I I am concerned, and it does make me feel like, you know, throughout this entire process, the, my thought pro, thoughts have always been, well, is there another way of doing it where you don't have to have contact? And I realize that folks are not necessarily comfortable with virtual church services, but I do understand where you're coming from as far as saying that it's pandering. I think that... You, you know, we have that need for some sort of, some kind of socialization, you know, and so I guess they ch- decided the church was going to be that place, church and the liquor stores and the golf courses. Church, liquor store, and golf course.
0: Yep. God, it sounds like it should be a book or a band or something. I don't something,
1: know. Something like that. Something like that.
0: Well, I have a feeling we could keep talking about this for hours on end, but we have to draw it to a close at some point. Sure. I just think that now is about as good a time as any. We'll have plenty of other things to talk about, and this will be something that we know we will talk about again as we start talking about schools reopening here in the next few weeks Mm -hmm. and what that's Mm -hmm. going to look like. And um, I know we've already got some things that are coming out about that here in Hamilton County. I'm sure there's some things up there in your area, and and we can look into other areas as well. Uh, For those listening Tell us what they're doing in your area. Tell us what the mask mandates look like or don't look like. Where are your concerns? Tell us where you disagree with us. Where do you think we're wrong? Am I wrong for saying that it was pandering to not allow it to in the churches to say that that it's not necessary there? Write us back. Again, get on Facebook. You can find uh, my personal page on there, Dr. Jimmy Turner. Uh, You can also find our uh, podcast page at Let's Talk. Just go on there and look for the logo it'll be there. Remember that what we are doing here is we are trying to find ways to bring people together around conversations. Even if we disagree, it's okay as long as we can talk about why we disagree and have a little understanding with each other. You know, Dr. Tory, thank you again for making time in your day to have this conversation. Always this fun. has been another episode of Let's Talk. Thank you all for joining us. And remember that one of the greatest ways to demonstrate unity is by participating in our right to vote. So get out and vote.
1: Thank you.